right in front of your face, you have my top 10 wide receivers, but I'm going to get deep. I'm going past uh, like the 20 range and I'm going to break them into tiers. You can already see four tiers on your screen, but tier four right here with AJ Brown, DK and Chark, there are more players in that tier. I couldn't fit them on the screen. When we get to that tier, I'll pull all those wide receivers into the screen. Let's break down tier one, two, three, and then get to four intro. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. Take a lap. Okay, why is Mike Thomas by himself? Let's logically break this down. What wide receiver are you taking in round one? If the answer is Mike Thomas, Hill, and Adams, then you may have Hill and Adams in tier one, at the bottom of tier one, hanging on by a thread below Mike Thomas. But I myself won't draft a wide receiver not named Mike Thomas in the first round. Therefore, I feel a tear break is needed. If every single wide receiver not named Mike Thomas is a second round pick to me, that's the definition of a tear break. I'm liking Thomas more and more at the seven, six, eight overall pick. I find myself not taking him at six because I think Clyde falls there, Kamara, Cook. But if I'm sitting there at seven and Mike Thomas is there, I used to avoid him and go Jacobs or try and figure out a way not to take MT. Not because I don't love him, but because the way ADP was falling months ago, I'd walk out of my draft going, I like taking a wide receiver like Godwin or Hopkins and, and then taking that running back like Jacobs in round one. I like that combo better than going wide receiver and then being left with running backs I don't love in round two. But ADPs bump around all over the place. These players will fall differently from one month to the next month. And it just so happens when I mock draft now or, or do real drafts with Mike Thomas at seven, I'm loving DeAndre Hopkins. I'm loving where the running backs fall in rounds four, five, and six. And I'm loving Hopkins in round two. I even had a follower order a HeySmitty.com phone call where I draft with you. And he wanted to go bold. He wanted to go crazy. And so we decided to go wide receiver, wide receiver, and attempt to go a third wide receiver in round three. The wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. The triple stamp, baby. Now, if you're gonna plan to go wide receiver, wide receiver, or especially wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, the triple stamp, you need to make sure you're not cementing yourself into that approach. You have to go best player available. You have to be able to adapt to the flow of draft and back out of a plan of attack. You cannot stick to a plan no matter what. That's idiotic that puts you in a vulnerable place where you're not getting maximized value at every pick. But in this guy's case, we went Mike Thomas in round one. We went DeAndre Hopkins, who I love in round two. He's a first round player. I don't tend to draft him there because I want a running back, but he falls in the 14 to 16 overall range. Complete steal. Mike Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting on this guy's roster after two rounds. He's panicking as the running backs fly off. I tell him, Get in downward facing dog. Relax. Wait for that third round pick. Boom. Guess what we do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want me to call you right now over the phone? Go to heysmitty.com and order a phone call. We can talk trade advice, cook up trades for your team, start bench advice, you name it. Heysmitty.com. Mike Evans is sitting there staring at us in the face, and we're like, Mike, get on board, baby. Mike Evans jumps on the train. We have no running back at this point. What are we going to do? We look like idiots. We're disrupting the entire draft. We are disruptors in fantasy football. The whole show, the fantasy football show is disruptive. That's the whole point. We knock shit around. We make things uncomfortable. We drive against traffic, and that's how you get value. Who does he land in the fourth round? My favorite fourth round running back right now, Jonathan Taylor, who I wasn't ultra high on all offseason long. I'm, I'm recently running into where he looks fantastic in fourth round, fifth round value. Earlier on when he went in the third, I, I didn't love him as much. I like him in this kind of build. I like him as your running back one when you've gone Mike Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. It's a whole different painted picture when you have three wide receivers like that and JT is your running back one. So now he's got MT, Hopkins, Evans, JT. He's going running back with his next pick. No, he's not. AJ Brown sitting there staring us in the face saying, do you have room for one more? Hell yeah, we got room for one more. AJ, because this particular league had a flex spot where he could start a fourth wide receiver. So AJ got on board. Kareem Hunt, Mostert, Waller, Brady. This guy's team was fire, and it's all because he drove against traffic. He went against the trending. The whole strategy made it to where when he was going running back, everyone else was going wide receiver. And literally from one pick all the way to his next pick in the next round, a couple running backs at most went. So he was only checking off like two or three running backs every time he'd go through an entire round. That was a total Smitty sidetrack for five minutes, but great story. Point being, I love Hopkins, but he's in the second round. He's in the top of the tier right below Mike Thomas, who sits by his lonesome in tier one. Tyreek Hill, Hopkins, Adams. All three have first round potential, but they have to be in the tier below for me because I won't draft him where I draft Mike Thomas. It just makes sense to put him in an entirely lower tier, despite maybe being near as good. But the trend you're going to find is some of the wide receivers in tier three are really, really close to tier two. In fact, it wouldn't shock me at all if Evans and Godwin, or one of the two, is near as good as Mike Thomas. Not not better, but near as good. But you still have to have tier breaks based on where you're gonna draft. And while the tier break doesn't represent a ton of points, it represents a draft strategy change that Mike Thomas is a tier break, a guy you take in round one, Hopkins, Hill, and Adams are round two wide receivers. Evans and Godwin kind of are. Godwin has to go in the second right now based on ADP, but I think you got to put him in that next tier with Mike Evans and Julio and Galladay. You might argue that Julio's in, in tier two. I like I like Julio at the right spot, but I'm not putting him with these guys. And if I didn't think some of you would get so offended that you'd unsubscribe. I might actually have put Galladay ahead of Julio, but I didn't have over a thousand earmuffs to, to put on some of you while you watched this, so I put Galladay at eight. Mike Evans could hop right into tier two. In fact, I think he finishes right right in this ring. Godwin could too, but Evans is my, my wide receiver one in Tampa. I know that goes against what a lot of people think, but I see the rapport. I know that Brady's going to throw the ball up to this champion 
uh, getting 50-50 balls. And I know he loves his slot wide receiver, and he'll do good by Godwin. Guys, I'm drafting the Tampa Bay triple stack, triple stamp, over and over. One of my favorite strategies in 2020, Brady, Godwin, Evans, and still use your first rounder on a Barkley or a Camara or an Elliott. One of my favorite strategies in 2020. Don't tell me I don't like Godwin because I rank Evans ahead of him. Two guys you could easily argue all day long, one side or the other. Evans is the definition of consistency with his thousand yard after thousand yard after thousand yard season. He feels like he's gonna sleepwalk into 10 to 14 TDs with Tom Brady just slinging him up in that Arians offense that's going to throw, throw, throw. Godwin might get more receptions. That's great in PPR. They're both gonna score really high. Why do you think I like the triple stack? Julio by default is just good value here, but Kenny Galladay, Kenny G, the man that can survive anything. His quarterback could go missing or blow up five minutes before game time, and he'd, he'd survive. He'd find a way to get 80 yards and a touchdown. The guy adapts. Imagine what he'll do if Stafford could stay healthy all year long. And if he doesn't, we know what he's capable of doing. This guy could be a top five wide receiver. Him and Evans, I, I want to put in tier two so badly, but I also have to guide you guys into putting them in the right spot to draft them in the right spot for some of you that have, have drafts coming up, last minute drafts, and some of you that are just using this as a trade value type of uh, valuation. A.J. Brown. That's right. He might live here in 2020. You draft him here. He lives here. You're buying a house in an area that's underdeveloped, but you know it's gonna get upgraded. He's not climbing one tier, he's climbing two tiers, and you're paying a fourth or late fourth round value for a guy that has that kind of upside right here. DK Metcalf could climb into this tier very, very easily. I think 10 is ranking him boldly. Don't take him higher than that, take him later than 10. Take him outside the top 12 for wide receivers in 2020. Trade for him around value that's that's 12 or beyond. You gotta get the value. Same thing for DJ Chark. He's a top 12 wide receiver, top 10 potential in my mind. I know we can't bump some of these guys out by default. DK has to be 10 for me. Chark has to be 11. I'm ranking AJ Brown here because I want you to take him in a safe place. I want you to value him properly, but know that he could be here. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the video, my team if you want the video version of this show, get on over to smitty1.com. Smitty1.com. That's a short link to my YouTube channel. Let's go. Tier 4 isn't complete. I couldn't fit everybody on screen, but this is Tier 1. This is Tier 2. They're complete. Tier 3 is complete. Now let's break down Tier 4 in total. So now I have the entire fourth tier up, and as you can see, it's long. I told you there were more names to throw on screen, but AJ Brown, DK, Chark, these guys are the leaders, in my opinion, of this big tier, this very long tier where Calvin Ridley could finish 10, or he could finish 18, or uh, A-Rob could finish 16 or 11. Cooper could be number 9 or 10. Odell could be top 7 or 8. He probably has a lot more upside than a lot of these guys. 
but a lot of risk, probably more risk than, than most of them. That's why he ranks 14. Juju, you could say the same thing. A lot of risk, but huge upside. He could be nine or 10. So if you're a truther of one of these wide receivers and you comment below, Amari Cooper at 15, you're crazy, Smitty. Or Calvin Ridley, you're gonna pay for this, Smitty. You'll see. Or Odell Beckham Jr.'s top eight, Smitty. What are you doing? I'm telling you right now, at freaking whatever time spot this is, timestamp this on screen. 18 could be 10, 10 could be 18, 15 could be 11, 12 could be 14. A lot of good talent right here. It's almost blender type material. Throw them in a blender and turn it on. No, I don't draft like that. I take destiny into my own hands. I have my ranking here, but you might have your ranking and I will call you nuts or whatever if you have something way different like A-Rob 9. The only one I'm gonna have words with you about is probably where you slot AJ Brown. Now, I think I could go over each one of these guys and, and you know, let me go over it briefly. DJ Moore, lots of upside, but change in Carolina makes him a little bit risky. He's got to build rapport with his quarterback. We just don't have like a, a concrete like feel for what he could do. Juju, we got to have Big Ben stay healthy, right? Or he falls off the face of the earth. There's risk there. That's why he's not ranking nine or 10 but he does have top 10 wide receiver appeal. Odell, we know the deal. Injury prone, dialed back passing attack under Stefanski, who likes to run, run, run like he did with Dalvin Cook and Madison last year. Odell's pretty efficient. If he stays healthy, he can do a lot with a little. He could be a 12 or 13 TD player off of lesser receptions than we want. Amari Cooper, I predict, can't handle the arrival of CD Lamb, the true future wide receiver one of that team i think cd lamb starts dancing in that elite range from time to time sprinkling in his amazing play here and there but having a rookie year up and down i think he walks into 2021 as the clear-cut wide receiver one in dallas doesn't mean cooper can't do well this year but i'm selling high at any point during the year where i think he's at his max value he's gonna struggle with gallup playing well with lamb playing well looking over his shoulder. He feels like the kind of wide receiver that won't handle that well. He could start dropping footballs. If he gets hurt, look out. Gallup will, will probably outscore him in 2020 if, if Cooper gets hurt at all and misses like three or four games. I'm just, I, I have a weird feeling. Call it gut, whatever. I like calling a lot of my stuff gut so you don't come after me and go, where's the evidence, Schmitty? Well, I, I'm a gut-driven dude. You don't like my gut-driven stuff, maybe I'm not right for you. I throw, as you've been watching, a lot of tangible statistics and good, solid, concrete information at you with why I say what I say. I'm not just flying by the seat of my pants, but I do use gut instinct a lot. I inject it in everything I do. Amari Cooper, call it gut. I don't trust him. A-Rob, quarterback, uh, carousel going on there. Trubisky, will he start quarter one and get benched by quarter two? Sounds like it, but A-Rob should survive, but not at wide receiver one value. I'm taking him as a high-end wide receiver two or avoiding him. Keenan Allen, he got paid pretty sneaky in this 13 to, to 18 range, to be honest. And Calvin Ridley, when does he take over as the team's wide receiver one? I know a lot of people want to put him at 12, 11, you know, whatever. I, I could probably say that out of all the players here, I could see him having the most appeal to be ranked like in this range. So, you know, let me move everybody down. Let me just show you where I feel like Ridley could be. I'll put it like that. Put Ridley at 14. 
all of this is arguable. The real question is what wide receivers outside of this tier have the potential to not only climb into it, but maybe climb right below the, the top 12. Who could be 12 or 13 or 14 overall and surpass all of these guys? I'll tell you. I'll give you two names. Two guys, I think, that can easily, easily drop in right in that 13 and 14 spot right here. Boom. You knew it was coming. Terry Scary McLaurin and Hollywood Brown have ability to not only climb into tier four, but be right behind my favorite tier four wide receivers, Brown, Metcalf, Chark. They could climb right, right there near DJ Moore, above or below Ridley or Schuster. Hollywood Brown, I think is gonna have a breakout year and be a low end wide receiver one at a minimum if he stays healthy. Now staying healthy is part of the big concern that people have, but if he's healthy, he's been working with the footwork king, he added some weight. He looks fantastic. I'm not worried about the injuries at all. His foot looks fantastic. He looks quick. The added weight didn't slow him down. Hollywood Brown looked like a maniac in week one. As a rookie, the dude dropped one of the biggest rookie wide receiver uh, games I've ever seen for somebody coming out of the gate and his foot slowed him down. His foot looks fine. And, and I think Hollywood Brown is going to turn heads in 2020 and be a low-end wide receiver one that you can draft late because he's masquerading as a wide receiver three, a high-end wide receiver three. I think he's a wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two. I can say the same thing about Scary Terry. McLaurin reminds me of Steve Smith when he emerged and people kind of kind of liked him, but he just kind of came out of nowhere in terms of how great he was in terms of being a wide receiver one. Steve Smith was so good. And he reminds me so much of Steve Smith. His only real downside? Haskins. The red Washington football team and that quarterback situation is the only worry. It's the only thing truly scarier than, than Scary Terry himself. These guys are the guys to watch in this group of, of top 19, top 20 wide receivers. This would equate to 19 total guys. Told you I'd give you 20. Woods, Cup, Parker, Diggs, Thielen, Sutton. You could throw Debo Samuel, Lockett, Boyd. I, I get it. There are a lot of guys that you probably own in Dynasty and you want me to talk about them and it upsets you. You're like, what about Woods, Smitty? How come Woods isn't in your top 16? You're going to pay for this. I'll give you one more before before I leave. One more uh, name that I, that I think could pop in to a surprisingly high-ranking come end of season jerry judy don't be surprised if this guy is so polished so ready to become a wide receiver one in this league that he gets like lamb sprinkled around maybe not every week but some weeks as an elite talent in the making and you see it all over the place and you see it on and off you know ups and downs for rookies jerry judy looks so freaking good everything i'm hearing from beat writers and people on the ground i talked about this during my live stream with with nba player brendan haywood and he's hearing the same thing jerry judy is in the process right now of being constructed and built into a future wide receiver one and i want him on my team in every league because in redraft he costs about the same price as a ham sandwich and he's got breakout wide receiver three in a worst case scenario for you as a rookie in a redraft league. For those of you in dynasty 
leagues that need a lot of rebuilding are not winning this year. You've got, you know, a, a pile of crap with a couple good uh, players and talent on your team. Build now for the future and, and somehow get Judy and Lamb as your two wide receivers. Hit and miss your way through 2020 because, again, rookies will be up and down and come into 2021 with a fresh look. Judy and Lamb, two potential top five to ten wide receivers for the future. Think ahead in Dynasty. People aren't looking at Judy as a lock yet. They just like him. People aren't looking at Lamb as a lock yet. They like him. You might be able to get rid of one of these guys right here. Not not AJ Brown and Metcalf and Chark. You should be ashamed of yourself if you looked over in that direction. But even like a DJ Moore or an Odell, Juju, Cooper, especially Cooper, especially A-Rob, Keenan Allen, Judy, Lamb, Build, Dynasty, go get them. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, 